Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This is the Tyler Morgan Show on Relentless Daring Media Network. Welcome back to Land of Bourbon and Bad Decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show live on twitch.tv slash Tyler Morgan Show. Or perhaps you're watching this whenever you feel like on youtube.com slash at the Tyler Morgan Show. It's, it's such a mouthful. Don't worry, there'll be a link in the show notes. Um, or you're watching this on Rumble. Just go to Rumble and search for the Tyler Morgan Show or Relentless Daring and you will find it there or you're listening to this on your favorite podcast. Remember, if you are watching this on YouTube or Rumble, please hit the subscribe button, get the bell for notifications. I'm not going to do all that. Smash that! Ring the bell! I'm not going to do all that craziness. That's that's It, it might not be below me, but I ain't going to do it, and you can't make me. Anywho, before I get on to tonight's discussion of, you know, Joe Biden beating the war drums, getting the hawks all fired up in Congress. Let me tell you about my favorite beverage. Yes, I know I've got this line of whiskeys up here above my head if you're watching this on the YouTubes or the Rumbles. And as much as I enjoy a nice glass of whiskey while I'm podcasting, nothing, nothing beats starting the day the fresh, hot cup of APR Coffee. American Pride Roasters is a local-owned coffee. When I say local, I mean Iowa. Dave Matthews is a great coffee roaster. He scours the world for the best beans, and then he finds them, he blends them together to make these great roasts, these great blends of coffee. My personal favorite, the Teddy Roosevelt. Absolutely amazing. And possibly what is my favorite of all time, has to be the Thomas Paine Age of Reason remix. With the Age of Reason remix, they ditch the fancy, fancy Arabica beans that everybody loves, which don't get me wrong, Arabica is the best bean for making coffee. But he instead uses all 100% Robusta beans that comes with a great caffeine kick. Check it out. Great, great coffee. Go in, you select the coffee you want, pick from the many choices. <clears throat> oh my goodness, I got something like hung up in my throat. Choose from all the choices there, whether it's one of the uh, one of the uh, founding fathers blends, whether it's uh, you know the one of the Doc Thompson blends he has, Brad's brown bag, whatever. Ron's sexual chocolate. If you like a little bit of a chocolate and raspberry flavor to your coffee. You can check that one out as well. But so many great flavors. Check them out. Uh, when you place your order and you go into the uh, special instructions, say that you heard about from the Tyler Morgan Show. I will not get paid anything 
you will not get a discount. I'm sorry, I don't have a discount code with them. My bad. But you're getting great coffee, and that is well worth the money. Check them out, aprcoffee.com. Historically, great coffee. Now, getting into all of the crazy for this week. Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. What are we going to do about Ukraine? Russia, oh my God, it's the end of the world. Well, it has came out earlier this week that President Biden has authorized the activation of 3,000 reserve soldiers. And that is select reserve, ready reserve, individual ready reserve. You know, the, the IRR, the guys who, you know, they... My mouse just fell on the floor. Oh, well, it happens. Those guys who they got out of the military, you know, they, whenever you join the military, you have an eight-year commitment. Whether you serve four years, whether you serve three years, whether you serve six years in the National Guard or Reserves, you still have that window of, five, of two to five years that you could possibly be recalled. And, yeah, that kind of happened this week. Now, don't be wrong. They're, they're not all 3,000 IRR soldiers. I uh, forgot what the maximum number was, but they're basically being sent to Poland. Now, if you're not aware of the geography of Europe, you have Poland. It's right here. And then just down here to the southeast, I guess I say up up here than down here. I I don't know. I'm trying to figure this out on my computer screen and kind of watching myself in the uh, monitor here. But you have Poland, and immediately to the south and east, you have Ukraine. So basically, we have to go all the way back to 2014 after Russia invaded Crimea originally. That was when uh, Operation Atlantic Resolve I love how they named these things. Atlantic Resolve was started by Barack Obama and basically started relocating European troops out of Germany into Poland. Now, I have friends who have gone on that Operation Atlantic Resolve uh, mission. They go to Poland for nine months, then they rotate out, and then another unit takes their place. And generally, it's just working side-by-side with the Polish military and training with them and basically developing interoperability. Interoperability. Yeah. It's been a long day. Well, with the whole idea of ramping up these reserve forces and sending over there when in the past nine years there hasn't really been a need for it, you can't help but wonder, are we beginning to implement um, the beginning stages of developing the logistics so that we can stage troops in Poland and then have them run across the border into Ukraine? Which... Yeah, I don't know how great of an idea that is because you have Belarus right there as well next next to Poland, sharing a border with a northern, sharing its southern border with Ukraine's northern border, again, right next to Poland. 
and the Belarusians are kind of allied with Russia. In fact, as the uh, counteroffensive began in Ukraine, Belarus was like, oh, we go fight for, for our friend Russia because we still depend on Russia for everything. Wow, that, uh, George Dickel did not last long. But, so you have a an ally to an adversary right next door to where you're going to be staging to go into Ukraine, which, if we go into Ukraine as a NATO member, and then we start getting attacked by Russia that kind of automatically drags the rest of NATO into it because Article 5, which if you don't understand, Article 5 of NATO basically is um, you attack any of the NATO member nations, you're basically attacking all of us, so we going to fight. And like I said, if this is Joe Biden beating the drums of war, getting everyone riled up and ready to go in. You, you, you really need to stop and just go, hold on. Is this worth spending American blood and more American treasure that we don't have to fight an enemy? Don't get me wrong. I do believe that Russia is a geopolitical threat to the country. But... With all the talk that, oh, Donald Trump's going to get us in the war with Russia, get us in the war with China, get us in the war with, with North Korea. Oh, my God. During the four years of the Trump administration, we had exactly 100% zero. New wars started. He started withdrawing troops from Syria. We started getting attacks. We sent troops back to Syria. He w- began what was supposed to be an ordered withdrawal from Afghanistan. And then, um, yeah, Joe Biden kind of screwed the pooch on that one by just going, ah, screw it, we're out. So it's it's been all crazy. And everyone's been worked up. uh, Military community, they have been loving it. Those Those people who have surpassed that time frame of being called up on IR on IRR. They've been posting, posting the meme, uh, the Mark safe from meme that based off the uh, Facebook thing and Mark safe from IRR recall, which I think that's great. That's awesome. I have a sense of humor. I recognize humor. I respond to humor. Humor is a good thing. So I, 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 I can chuckle at this. However, based on the timing and exactly where we're going to be sending these guys to, I don't like the outlook. And I'm not the only one. Senator Mike Lee of the great state of Utah, uh, He says we might have to invoke the War Powers Act after Biden authorizes deployment of reservists to Europe. President Joe Biden authorized the deployment of thousands of reservists to Europe Thursday 
adding to an American troop presence on the continent already totaling over 100,000. Army Lieutenant General Douglas Sims, the Director of Operations for the Joint Staff, told reporters, This reaffirms the unwavering support and commitment to the defense of NATO's eastern flank in the wake of Russia's illegal and unprovoked war on Ukraine, reported Politico. Critics have suggested that the move following recent shipment of cluster bombs to Ukraine, which I didn't cover that uh, last week, but a few years, or just, not even a few years ago, just maybe a year ago, maybe shortly after the invasion when it was being reported that Russia was using cluster bombs against Ukraine, our esteemed White House spokesperson, the press secretary, Jen Suckey, she came out and said, ah, that, 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 that's a war crime because not all those munitions detonate and then civilians can come across and make a bully. You've got pink mist that used to be a Ukrainian citizen. And then uh, Joe Biden sent cluster bombs to Ukraine to use against the Ruskies. Huh. Okay. I'm sure it's fine if Ukraine is committing the war crimes. But yeah, we're just uh, aiding and abetting. Uh, it is following the recent shipment of cluster bombs to Ukraine takes the U.S. closer to a direct shooting war with Russia, some claiming America last strikes again. Republican Senator Mike Lee of Utah suggested that Congress consider invoking the War Powers Act and other measures to prevent Biden from locking us into supporting Ukraine. The order. Biden issued an executive order Thursday just after recommitting to NATO at the Alliance's summit in Vilnius, Lithuania, stating, It is necessary to augment the active forces of the United States for the effective conduct of Operation Atlantic Resolve in and around the United States European Command's area of responsibility. Accordingly, he authorized the Pentagon and the Department of Homeland Security with respect to the Coast Guard because they were Department of Transportation, now they're Department of Homeland Security, and they're still the red-headed stepchild of the advances of Representative Pentagon, which i kind of funny Anyways, because now they have Space Force, now do we have to build a hexagon? Because, you know, now we have six branches of the military. Anyways, I digress. It is authorized by to, quote, order active duty any units and individual members not assigned to a unit organized to serve as a unit of the selected reserve or any member in the individual ready reserve mobilization category and designated as essential. Loggies. Possibly HR. You know, those adjutant core guys, but we won't talk about that because we don't want to get anyone all riled up. I'm just saying. The number of troops called up is, quote, not to exceed 3,000 total members at any one time, of whom not more than 450 may be members of the IRR, which consists of former active duty or reserve military personnel. Politico indicated that the president's order is not, 
is novel in that it designates Operation Atlantic Resolve as a contingency operation for the first time. Because we don't declare wars anymore, we have contingency operations. That way Congress doesn't have to declare war. Shh. We don't want Congress to know we're going to war. So we'll call it a contingency operation. I know I'm whispering like Joe Biden. That's kind of my thing. It's being all conspiratorial. It's great. Uh, Meaning the Pentagon can call up reserve forces and implement sped-up acquisition authorities to supply those troops with equipment, which is great because how much do we leave in Afghanistan instead of doing an organized withdrawal and taking it the hell out of Afghanistan? With this designation, reservists will also be paid and supported as active-duty troops. Surprise. Anytime a reserve component is activated, whether it be for at home or abroad, they go from being Title 32, meaning weekend warriors, to being Title 10, meaning full-time, so they get the full-time benefits. And because it's over 30 days, they get all the additional uh, allowances, BAH, family separation, uh, BAS, all of that. So, which, I mean, it's, I'm, not, I'm not trying to demean the author. The author's just explaining. So that way, you know, people who aren't in the know will know. Boy, that seemed redundant. The, this new designation this new designation benefits troops and families with increases in authorities entitlements and access to reserve component forces and personnel Atlantic resolve an operation headquartered in Poznan Poland kicked off in 2014 under then president Barack Obama in response to Russia's annexation of the Crimean Peninsula its purpose is to buttress NATO nations defense against further Russian aggression It's going so well. No, you look like an idiot. Mm -hmm. The Pentagon indicated last summer, uh, since February 2022, DOD deployed or extended over 20,000 additional forces to Europe in response to the Ukraine crisis, adding additional air, land, maritime, cyber, and space capabilities, bringing our current total to more than 100,000 service members across Europe. This included extending a carrier strike group, deploying additional fighter squadrons and lift tanker aircraft, and deploying amphibious readiness group and marine expeditionary forces. DOD added a Corps headquarters, division headquarters, infantry brigade combat team, armor brigade combat team, high mobility artillery rocket system, HIMARS battalion, and multiple enablers to the existing Corps forward command post, division headquarters, and three brigade combat teams, already stationed in or deployed to Europe, said the Defense Department. Richard Grinnell, former acting director of national intelligence under Trump, noted, eight of the 31 NATO countries currently pay their obligations. Germany and Canada are two of the wealthier nations not paying the agreed-upon percentage. 
Joe Biden failed to press NATO this week and then called up American reserves to active duty. In another tweet, Grinnell, who was previously ambassador to Germany, noted there was no peace plan presented at the NATO summit, just more war for American men and women. Joe Kent, a Washington state Republican running for Congress in 2024, tweeted, Defending America is Biden's last priority. Sean Davis, CEO of the Federalist, tweeted, Nothing to see here. Just Biden calling up the reserves in preparation for World War III against Russia over a ten-pot puppet kleptocrat in Eastern Europe. I don't know how he got through that without stumbling. You can be as amazed as me. William Wolf, a former Trump senior advisor or senior administration official, wrote, Biden authorizing the call for reserve troops to up for active duty for operations in Europe? Does this mean Ukraine? Not good. Turning Point USA CEO Charlie Curtin wrote, Joe Biden is calling up reservists for active duty in Operation Atlantic Resolve because apparently it can't fill the ranks of its rainbow flag military as recruitment plummets. This is not to fortify our border, which remains wide open, but to increase our deployments near Ukraine. America last strikes again. Senator Lee claimed Thursday that the president is arguably walking the U.S. up to the line of war and daring Russia to shoot first. Since conflict with Russia and Ukraine came to blows in 2014, rotational deployments under Atlantic Resolve have been considered a backbone of deterring Russia from crossing NATO's eastern flank. The active duty activation and deployment of these additional forces is a dangerous provocation, knowing full well NATO's eastern flank is adjacent to active hostilities. End quote. Late last year, a Ukrainian missile strayed into Poland, but was misidentified in the press as a Russian missile. It's almost like the Warhawks in the press wanted us to go to war. Oh, isn't that weird? Such spillover from the fighting between Ukrainians and the Russian invaders could easily and swiftly bring America directly into conflict. President Biden did the same thing at the beginning of the war in Ukraine in 2022, massively increasing our extra-duty force presence when we knew hostilities were imminent. But now it's even more risky because hostilities are active, continued Lee. Not only does this run the risk of future of further locking us into supporting Ukraine, now the military-industrial complex will say the U.S. military presence is the one thing. Preventing Russia from crossing NATO's eastern border and that we have to maintain such presence indefinitely. According to Lee, this may amount to long-term security guarantee, another endless war, but this time by proxy. The Utah Senator said that this makes me really uneasy, adding that we might have to invoke the War Powers Act. The War Powers Act states that unless Congress has declared war, the U.S. military and members thereof cannot be introduced in hostilities or in situations where imminent involvement in hostilities is clearly indicated by the circumstances, unless they are repelling an armed attack on the U.S., its territories, or possessions. 
they are taking, quote, necessary and appropriate retaliatory actions in the event of such an attack. They are forestalling the direct imminent threat of such an attack. They are providing protection for the evacuation of American citizens. Or they have the specific statutory authorization, such as the 2001 authorization, authorization for the use of military force. Lee acknowledged that a resolution passed under the War Powers Act could be vetoed by the president. To override such a veto would require a two-thirds vote from both houses of Congress, meaning it would have to be a bipartisan effort. The Utah senator was part of a bipartisan legislative effort when he won to reclaim for Congress, quote, its rightful role as the co-equal branch on matters of war and national security, end quote. Senator Chris Murphy, Democrat. Connecticut said at the time that Congress had acquiesced to the growing, often unchecked power of the executive to determine the outline of America's footprint in the world. Should a war powers resolution such as that proposed by Lee fail, the Senator indicated that Congress would still have to still have the option of defunding, but that's tricky too, because spending legislation is also subject to president, presidential veto. Like I said, it all of this rings of what was going on, you know, late into late in two thousand two, going into two thousand three, before we went into Iraq. It wasn't so much of an issue going into Afghanistan because it was quick, fast, and in a hurry. But you look at Operation Desert Shield prior to Desert Storm, where we started amassing troops in Saudi Arabia and preparing to go into Kuwait and Iraq. Again, this, it, it just reeks of beating the war drums and getting us ready to march into a war that no one in America really wants to fight. I mean, even if I was still in the army, I don't think I'd really want to go to war against Russia. Now, maybe that's just me. I've talked to a lot of my veteran friends who are like, yeah, no. Wouldn't go, wouldn't go. Glad I'm not in. And so we, we sit back when we watch this, and while all of this is going on right in front of our eyes, uh, we're, uh, we're not really doing anything. Uh, I don't know. Really? I, I, I can't believe that. Not in one of these, oh, that's unbelievable. I, I cannot fathom. building up our presence in Europe, specifically in Poland, a country that shares a border with Ukraine where there is an active war, and just be like, oh, it's fine. We're, we're, 
yeah, we're slightly concerned that, you know, that the Baltic states might get invaded. Maybe Belarus will invade Poland, but, you know, we're just, we're just bolstering numbers. It, it seems like they're trying to play it off as this really isn't happening. You're, you're imagining all of this. You know, just basically doing the gaslighting thing. But you don't suddenly increase 3,000 personnel unless you're, you know, if you're moving an entire brigade in, an active duty brigade into Poland, there's going to be 3,000 personnel, and it's, you know, produces a second brigade in Poland. And that's really rattling the saber right there because, you know, Russia can look at that and go, oh, now you have two brigades. Then you, when you figure it out, the 173rd Airborne in Vicenza, Italy, uh, 2nd Cavalry in Germany, and then again, all of the aircraft that have been moved in, you know, a fighter wing, carrier wing, and all that, it really begs the question, what are we doing? Where are we going with it? And is there any way that we can stop this train before it leaves the station? Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. All right, so before I get back into things, let me tell you about my luscious, luscious beard, which I can see in the camera. There's starting to be some gray popping out on the old chin piece there. But I'm not concerned. When I age with dignity and respect, and if my whole face goes gray before the time I'm 40, yeah, so be it. Makes me look old, dignified even. Eh, say what you want. But like I said, let me talk, talk to you about what I use to keep my beard all nice and conditioned and soft so it's not a big, scratchy, itchy mess. And that would be beard oil from Blue Collar Beardsman. They have a fine selection of, of uh, oils uh, with great scents that you can use to you know, kind of match your personality. You know, are you kind of that young, bubbly guy who's got lots of uh, energy? You know, they got The Apprentice. It's like a lemon-lime-scented soda. Uh, maybe you're that guy who's like, I like that smell you get when you go to the barber and you're all nice and clean. They kind of, you know, they, they have a barbershop scent that's uh, kind of a talcum-y smell to it. Maybe you're uh, one of those guys, you enjoy a nice cigar from time to time. Get the smoke break. Or if you're like me and you just love coffee, they also have the... Uh, 
also have uh, a rise and grind scent that is very coffee flavored with hints of vanilla. It's just mwah, great, great smell. Or maybe you want to sign up for the uh, subscription service and you get a special scent sent to you. Yeah, I know. Special scent scent. You get sent to you every month. And, you know, it's always a, uh, a new, a new scent that's absolutely just mind blowing. The, if you missed out on the HVAC tech with the, uh, uh, like orange dream sickle scent, you get that orange, you get the vanilla, kind of like vanilla ice cream to it. Oh, that one is, smells absolutely amazing. And maybe you're uh, trying to, you know, for a limited time, you can also get on the website and maybe it gets you a nice comb, keep it all nice and neat and tidy. Maybe you want to rep that you are a fan of Blue Collar Beardsman. You can get a Blue Collar Beardsman hat. So, like I said, for a limited time, check it out. And if you use the promo code subscribe when you, uh, you know, sign up for the subscription service, they'll give you a little bit of a discount off that first one. So check them out, bluecollarbeardsman.com. All right. So getting back into things with uh, the cray-cray that's been going on. Um, Kamala here. We have to talk about Kamala. She's not the gaff machine that Joe Biden is. However, she is not immune. And in fact, she's had some dandies. Usually, um, I think she's trying to speak off the cuff and she goes from making a very clear case to just condescendingly talking to the American people like they're a a bunch of five-year-olds. Earlier this week, it was... You know, AI is very complicated. First of all, it's two letters, AI, which stands for artificial intelligence, which I don't know what decade she's living in, but at this point, nearly everybody knows what AI is. I mean, AI was kind of the plot driving thing behind the Terminator series. Because uh, AI, which was powered by Skynet, became self-aware. And that's when it shut down power systems. It detonated nuclear bombs, killing everybody. We've all heard of AI at some point in the last 30 freaking years. Well, she was giving a speech on climate change. and I don't know if she misspoke. I don't know if maybe this was an, was an off-the-cuff moment and she had a brain fart and just said the wrong thing or if she said the Malthusian quiet part out loud. Kamala Harris' mistake, mistake-filled week continues with a call to reduce population. Vice President Kamala Harris made an apparent error during a speech about climate change on Friday by calling for population reduction in order to provide cleaner air and drinking water. 
when we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population, more of our children can breathe clean air and drink clean water. <laughs> Harris said during a speech centered on the Inflation Reduction Act at Coppin State University in Baltimore, Maryland. Harris's comments about the Biden administration's claim that Harris's comments about Biden administration's climate change agenda sparked a wave of backlash with some Republican lawmakers questioning the remark. Are you the population she wants to reduce? Representative Thomas Massey, Republican from Kentucky, tweeted. Twitter owner and Tesla CEO Elon Musk jumped in to call Harris out for her unintentional misuse of the phrase as well. Reducing population is nuts. We need to increase the population. The mix-up comes shortly after Harris was ridiculed for her explanation of of transportation at an event hosted by Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg on Tuesday. The issue of transportation is fundamentally about just making sure that people have the ability to get where they need to go. (laughs) Harris said to a crowd of disability rights advocates pushing the message that airplane restrooms are not accessible. It's that basic. Harris also faced criticism over an attempt to explain artificial intelligence during a meeting with labor union and civil rights leaders on Wednesday. Which that's the one I just did a little bit ago. Now, maybe it's possible, if you want to give her the benefit of the doubt, she was trying to say reduce pollution. Like I said, giving, giving her the benefit of the doubt, Putting two and two together and then looking at what is why in this conversation. Reducing pollution would seem like that's what she was trying to say. And maybe she would just have like a million things rattling around in her brain. And she just said the wrong word. It's possible we all have... Everybody has that moment where you say the wrong word. You know, you get a phrase wrong. You know, you mix a metaphor. It, it happens to everybody. But considering that we have world leaders such as King Charles of England, King Charles III, who, in his time as prince, made lots of comments about a population bomb. We're going to have too many people, too many people. We we need to slow down the population growth. And you have other Malthusians who believe that humanity is the ultimate threat to their precious and beloved idol, Mother Earth. And what do you want to do with threats? You want to eliminate the threat. So how do you eliminate the threat if people are the problem? You get rid of them. If you go back to during all the COVID stuff, 
This is probably going to catch me a flag on YouTube, which I'm acknowledging that right now, YouTube, that I'm making a reference to this. I'm not trying to promulgate any sort of crazy conspiracy theories. But there's the clip of Bill Gates talking about reducing the population through vaccination. Huh. Like, like I said, YouTube, I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, make any crazy conspiracy theories. I'm just referencing words that were spoken by Bill Gates. And Bill Gates is of the Malthusian bent. I mean, his dad was a huge, huge, huge supporter of Planned Parenthood. You know, a very Malthusian organization. Now, I keep using this word Malthusian. Tyler, what's Malthusian? Okay, it's a $5 word, but Malthusian would be following the, uh, the philosophy of Thomas Malthus. Who believed that, ah, you know what? Uh, There's too many people, and if we have to let it, if we have to crack a few eggs, we crack a few eggs. Yeah, it happens. Uh, Think Charles Dickens and Ebenezer Scrooge from A Christmas Carol. And the, the best scene that I. I can think of as Michael Caine as Ebenezer Scrooge in A Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, I know. I'm referencing A Muppet Christmas Carol, but follow with me. Uh, there's someone who is, you know, soliciting him for a donation to help take care of the poor and the needy and the orphans right around Christmas. And Scrooge makes the comment that perhaps he, that the charity should uh, stop doing what they do and rid the world of surplus population. That is Malthusian. You also have to, you also look at people, like I said, Margaret Sanger. Margaret Sanger was such a wonderful, wonderful person going back to the the foundation of Planned Parenthood for America. You know, where she wanted to uh, eliminate human weeds, which is what she called black people and Jews and the mentally and physically handicapped. Or everybody's favorite uh, Irish playwright who was also a Fabian socialist and eugenicist. He, he's on a uh, film role from the early 1900s, from the, some of the first recorded video, talking about, you know, people should um, have to go before a board and justify their existence. Because as a Fabian socialist, you kind of understood that if you have too many people who aren't contributing to, you know, the state-run agriculture, 
the state-run industry, the state-run distribution of resources. You are a useless eater. A person who eats more potatoes than they can grow is a net loss to the greater good. Collectivism isn't it fun. So George Bernard Shaw made this wonderful, wonderful speech about how you should have to justify your very existence. And those who could not justify their existence, perhaps there should be a gentlemanly guess and we kill them, pretty much. We got our gentlemanly guess in the form of Zyklon B, which is uh, what Hitler used to uh, eliminate the surplus population of Jews and gypsies, of homosexuals, criminals, defectives. And before Zyklon B, you have the T4 program, which, you know, you'd have trucks with, you know, engines running outside and hoses running through windows into closed rooms where they would put disabled children, disabled babies, adults who were crippled, adults who had mental disorders, adults who were sexual deviants, you name it. If there was a doctor willing to sign off on you not existing... You could be shot. You could be killed by carbon monoxide poisoning. You could be allowed to starve to death. And all of this was because the excess people who cannot contribute, we should just get rid of them. And going back to what Kamala's gaffe was, especially in reference to this wonderful, wonderful history of horrible atrocities committed in the name of the greater good. There are people, pardon me, there are people who have zero issues with, eh, maybe we should reduce the world's population by, I don't know, half. Because look at all the damage we're doing to the environment to be able to keep up with over 8 billion people on this planet. Granted, the worst polluters in the world right now are China and India. You know, you have China opening an average of, was it, a new coal power plant every week? While here in America, we're shutting down coal-fired uh, coal power plants? No, don't get me wrong. Some of them are being converted into natural gas, which is a more, efe- more efficient and less 
environmentally hazardous, you know, as, as far as carbon output and all of that, way of producing power than coal. And I'm not saying we should keep these around just to keep the coal industry going. There are certain industries that over time, they tend to die off. Notice how we don't you know, have, uh, yeah, what is it, Chevrolet? Chevrolet is no longer making, well, maybe it wasn't Chevrolet, but one of the big car companies that's still around today, they got started making, you know, carriages. If you haven't noticed, we don't have a big market for carriages anymore. They died out because eventually something better will come along. Now, if the coal industry goes under because we're no longer using coal outside of, you know, maybe converting coal into coke and then using the coke to make steel. Okay, there's still a use, so we don't need as much of it. And I I feel for, you know, those miners who will be out of business looking for work, and especially those that live in really economically depressed areas, especially in uh, the mountains of Appalachia, because, you know, you don't have a lot of coal mines in the cities of Appalachia. They're all in the boonies. If if you've seen uh, the movie Hillbilly Elegy, where it shows the town where J.D. Vance grew up, talking about how his grandparents, they moved to the town because they opened a factory, and then once the factory closed down, it became a ghost town. Homelessness, drugs, crime. I get it. There will be you know, a human toll to an industry being shut down. But here in America, it's not just one industry they're wanting to shut down. Not only do they want to get rid of coal, they want to get rid of natural gas. They want to get rid of petroleum. Which is funny, you watch some of these uh, protesters in France who are doing the climate protesting in their nice plastic material, uh, orange safety vests. You know, last time I checked, that is a byproduct of petroleum. Medicines that have uh, gel capsules, love those are a petroleum derivative. So what do we, so what happens to all of this stuff that makes the world great, not just America, the world? How many modern marvels do we have that are a result of oil, petroleum? And then if you get rid of petroleum, that means look at that whole industry that's going to go to go away. You have the fracking industry, which 
fracking is the reason why during the Trump administration, we became a world leader in oil production. We found a better, more efficient way to extract oil from shale beds. And instead of only being able to drill in certain areas, we expanded where we can drill. And since the 1940s, when hydraulic fracturing, you know, became a thing, when we discovered, hey, if you drill down to the shale rock and then you pump this uh, magical elixir of water, stabilizing chemicals, and, you know, other stuff down to the hole under high pressure, it'll cause the rocks to break and the gas and oil can, will come out of the ground. We discovered that. And then we really expanded it uh, between 2016 and 2020. Yeah, 2016, 2020. And we became a neck a net exporter of oil. And the climate crazies, you know, the same people who in the 70s were warning about the next ice age, warned about how acid rain is going to destroy us all. Crap, I survived the acid rain. There's going to be a massive heat wave. It's going to, oh, crap, I, I survived that one too, huh? The West Side Highway is going to be underwater in New York City. And uh, the West Side Highway is still there. England will be underwater. It won't exist anymore. Last I checked, England is still there. I mean, I just talked about King Charles. If, you know, 20 years ago, the British Isles were supposed to be underwater, wouldn't be uh would wouldn't Chucky be like the king of somewhere else? But the only way these people want to really, you know, preserve the planet is they don't believe in conservation. They don't believe in finding actual evidence based ways of trying to preserve the planet. You want to protect the climate, you want to protect the environment, that's fine, I'm all about it. You know, we, as a Christian, you believe that man was called to be a proper steward of this world. And and I believe that wholeheartedly. That's why I'm all about uh, managed hunting programs and hunting seasons. Don't kill so many deer, they go extinct, but kill enough that you're not going to have overpopulation, you're not going to have disease, you're not going to have start mass starvation. But you, there's enough left they can keep a healthy population. Now, I know the Malthusians are like, oh, we just want to do the same thing, different people. Uh, n- no. We've had technological advances in farming. We now produce more bushels of wheat and corn and barley and soybeans 
than we ever have in history. Through modern farming, we can still manage to live on this rock. And with the, like, 0.3 degrees Celsius that the Earth has increased in temperature over the last 140 years, I'm pretty sure that we can make it even further down the road because here's this crazy thing. The warmer it gets, the more carbon the Earth Earth's atmosphere can hold in CO2. You know what really likes warmer temperatures and CO2? Plants. So why get into such a tissy over long-term changes that will help agriculture, which will then in turn be able to properly uh, provide for the people living on this planet without having to resort to mass exterminations to get the population down to what some expert believes is manageable. All right, so that's going to wrap up the show. If you're watching this on YouTube and it's all glitchy and kind of wonky, I apologize. I can't control that, but thank you for watching anyways. If you're watching this on Rumble, same thing. Because when I download the video and upload it to Rumble, it's going to be whatever gets sent over to YouTube via Twitch. But again, if you're uh, watching this on YouTube and Rumble, please hit the subscribe button, hit the bell for notifications. That way, when I make a new episode, boom! You get you get notification that, hey, there's a new episode up. Cool. Awesome. Also, be sure to, uh, you know, comment, share the videos. If I uh, make a clip of something, yeah, share the clips. It's all about trying to help people find this show, grow the audience, and maybe someday possibly make more than 27 cents, according to my last uh, financials. I'm counting on you. So awesome. Thank you very Thank you so very much for joining me. Um, if you're listening to this on podcast and you're a new listener, I ask the same four things every week. Number one, please subscribe or follow if you're listening on Apple. After that, please rate the show. Five stars. I'll accept four, three and below. We need to have a talk. Hit me up on Twitter at RDMediaPods or at FakeTylerMorgan. Currently at FakeTylerMorgan is under a uh, suspension pending an appeal because I called a rear echelon mother lover or rimp. I called them a rimp. And apparently that was naughty. And it's like, um, Twitter said I broke the rules, but they're not even explaining what rule I actually broke. So, eh, you know, things happen. But anyways, uh, like I said, you can hit me up, RD Media Pods, or at Fake Tower Morgan. As soon as uh, I'm out of Twitmo, I will respond to you when you explain to me why you gave me three stars or less. 
Once you have rated it, please review the show. That's step number three. Say something nice about it. Maybe fluff it a little bit. Don't get carried away. You know, don't make it sound like this is like, you know, the greatest podcast of all time. I know it's not. But again, say nice things. That way, if it pops up and, well, you search for the Glenn Beck show, you might like this one. People go, well, you scroll through there and see what people like about it. Oh, okay, cool. I'll check it out. That's all that's for. And then once you have subscribed, rated, and reviewed, please share this episode. Send it to someone who you think will find it interesting. Send it to someone who you think will like it. Send it to someone who will be absolutely raging mad. You sent me this. This guy's a moron. Blah, 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 blah. Yes, I, I live for aggravating people through my obvious lack of wit and intellect. And you know, I just I just enjoy making people frustrated and angry. Hate and discontent, it makes the world go round. Thank you very much for listening. And as always, stay relentless. The Tyler Morgan Show is a relentless daring media production. The Tyler Morgan Show is supported by its listeners. To support the show, go to ko-fi.com slash Tyler Morgan Show to donate there or RelentlessDaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. All music used in the Tyler Morgan Show is used with permission from PurplePlanet.com. Link in the show notes. 2 Timothy 1.7Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.